0: Welcome to church tonight. It's our prayer night tonight. We're so happy to have you here. A wonderful night tonight. We're looking forward to praying together and, and, and praying with each other for our corporal prayers to be lifted up before the throne of heaven. Amen. Lord, we you have faith tonight? Lord's with us. He's here with us. Amen. Is he on your heart? He's on my heart. I love the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. My name is Ben. I'm one of the pastors here. If you're visiting, it's so nice to have you here. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We appreciate you. Help us to even appreciate you more. Let Not looking through our own eyes, but look through spiritual eyes to see all that you've done, all that you're going to do for us, Lord. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to this earth. Thank you, Jesus, for the example you've given us your willingness to obey, your willingness to forgive, your willingness to move on, your willingness to, to just get the work of God done in the time that you had to do it. Help us to do the same, Lord. In the time that you've given us, help us to do as much as we can get done for you by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to start off tonight in uh, Philippians chapter 3. So in Philippians chapter verse 20. We'll see some of the works, some of the, I'm sorry, some of the writings of the apostle Paul. We just sang that song, Heaven's Our Home. Paul, Paul, it seems like in his writings, he had a really good grasp of that, that heaven, this earth was not his home, but heaven was his home. Amen? And he says this in verse 20, for our conversation is in heaven. And and as we've as we if you've been a student of the word or or coming to even here at this church, and I'll say that because I've heard it off this pulpit, that word conversation means a citizenship. So your citizenship, who you belong to, is in heaven. In other words, this world, this this home, this, this kingdom per se, as you might think, is not our final kingdom. Amen, saints we have a home it's it's being prepared for us and we and the lord's making a way for us to get there through his son jesus christ this world is not our home and and sometimes we can look around and it can seem well it is it's very real it's very tangible you can touch it you have experiences through it you have you have Emotions through it. You have thoughts through it, through through your eyes and through experiences in life, and it's very alive, and, and those things interact with your soul. They interact with your spirit, and, and boy, it's, it's, it's real, isn't it, saints? It's real. It's, it's alive, and, and your spirit's working, and it seems like maybe I'll speak for my life. It seems to always be this keep serving the Lord. Don't get distracted. Then something hits your flesh or something hits your spirit, and it's like your spirit has to sort of Ben, come on, you know better than this. Come on, let's go back over here. Go back over here. And it's, it's this constant, this world, and our heavenly home, and this world and our heavenly home. Paul knew this very well. And he says in, in chapter four of Philippians, down the, down the page there in many of your Bibles, in chapter four, verse six, he says this, be careful for nothing. He reminds us, don't get so caught up, too caught up, into this world that you forget about your heavenly home. He says this, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, excuse me, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we have a hope here. And the hope is this, that as we walk through this life, The trials of this life, the tribulations of this life, the difficult scenarios of this life, but you know what? Also, the successes of this life, the good times, the promotions, the vacations, the freedom that you have as you graduate, and you can go where you want to go. You get your first car. You can go where you want to go. I can remember. I used to love. Like I used to play basketball on Friday nights, and you know, I we never really stopped for food after church growing up, I can stop at McDonald's on my ride home. I have freedom to get a Big Mac on my ride home after basketball. I loved it. You know, that's fun. But in our, in our mindset, you know, we think about these freedoms and, and Paul reminds us, remember in all this, bring it back to prayer. Make those supplications. What's on your heart? Let God know what's on your heart. Pour it out to Jesus Pour it out through prayer and seeking him and seeking his word. And, and we're going to be doing that tonight, praying together. And I want to encourage us tonight. What's on your heart tonight for the Lord? Maybe it's something you're having success in. I want to encourage you. Give that to the Lord. Lord, in my success, in my blessing, what can I, how can it be used for you? How can, I, how can I use my blessing that I have right now, my success in my job, my success with the money and financially, my success with the friendships that I have? What can I, how can I use my success? The the car that I just got, how can I use this for you, Jesus? What can I do? I need to to find out we can do this through prayer. We can do this through prayer. If you look at, flip a few pages uh, back, you'll see in Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, Paul writes this, uh, verse 13, Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory, and he writes this, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, here Paul is through tribulations. You know, I often think about, you know, I work in health care. It's been over, close to 20 or so years in health care. I really think that's a blessing of the Lord. You know, you think about the Bible times, you know, if they got strep throat, it's, we, we call up and get an antibiotic and we're good. If they got strep throat, they were in trouble. These little things we don't think about. These little these little things we don't think about. A little infection, a little scrape from a rusty nail. We take some antibiotics and we feel good. In the Bible times, those were. We got to pray for this brother. He stepped on a nail. We don't think about those things often, right? These things seem, step on a nail, we we'll just go to the doctor, we'll get, we'll get antibiotics. And I'll say this, I really believe that's a blessing from the Lord. I think modern medicine is a blessing from the Lord to help his creation. So they didn't have to, when they stepped on like a nail, they could just, people could help other people with their minds that the Lord blessed them with. Creation, it makes this world in some ways an ease for us. I think the Lord wants us to have that ease, but we have to remember, why do we have to have that ease? So we can serve him. We can praise him. We can rejoice in him. We can bless him. So in our tribulations, Paul's saying here in his tribulations, whatever they may be, it was for the church's glory. And for that reason, he prayed. He got down on his knees and prayed, right? And here's what it says in verse 16. Why did he pray? That the Lord would grant us, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with his might by his spirit in our inner man. You see, this is what prayer will do for us. If It will strengthen our inner man our spiritual being. It will give our spiritual being strength. And I want to encourage us tonight, if you're, if you're wondering about uh, life or trial or tribulation, like maybe Paul was concerned that the church might worry about him. He was concerned that the Ephesian church might worry about his tribulation. And he reminded them, this is for the glory of God. My tribulation that I'm going through, Paul was just reminding them, I had to, I'm doing this for Jesus Christ. It's for the glory Get on your knees and pray that your inner man can be strengthened and see this. And sometimes, you know, saints, that's just what we need to do is just get before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm not sure what's happening, why this is happening, or why this struggle is such a big deal to me, or why I'm so nervous about this thing in my life, because I know in reality you have control of it all. You have control of it all. You've already preordained. You already understand what's going to happen. But here we are as simple human beings. Sometimes we wonder in our tribulations and our hardships, what is going to be the outcome? I want to tell you this. This is the the important part of what Paul's message was. Get strength in your inner man. That's the key. Well, I want to have an answer. Well, here, first do this. Get strength in your inner man. And the answer that comes will be acceptable. It will be pleasant. It will be pleasing to the ear. You can rejoice in it. You'll have peace in it. You can accept it. And this is what I want to encourage the church on. That Paul prays, got down on his knees, bows his knees to pray for strength in the inner man. And the last point here, let's just look at Ephesians. We'll stay here and then we'll jump back into Philippians. But it says this in um verse 19 it says this and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with the fullness of God see getting strength in your inner man does something else for you it fills you up it gives you fullness of life and that fullness of life is not satisfied with life the fullness of life is being full of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ how many of us want to be full of Jesus have him working in our hearts be be on our minds, his his ways for us and establishing our hearts. Paul says here that one of the reasons we bow our knees and we pray for strength in the inner man is that we can obtain fullness. And this this fullness passes all knowledge. In other words, you could be going through something and not quite understand it. The fullness God gives you surpasses that. Let's go back to um, Philippians chapter 4. We saw that we saw that same word in four verse seven. It says this: "And the peace of God, which passes all understanding." So you have these two things: you have the peace of God, and you have the knowledge of God. You have to know the love of God. This passes all knowledge. It says in Philippians: "To know the love." I'm sorry. To know the love of God passes surpasses all knowledge. And here he's saying to the Philippians, to know the peace of God passes all understanding. So, how you understand and know something and loving God, Paul is encouraging the church. Here, here's what you do first: get filled with the Lord. Get on your knees and pray. And this is why that word passing. He has two. It's funny the t- the two words there in, in in Philippians. That word passing all not all understanding means to be above and superior to it. It's above it. It's superior to the understanding. You might have a certain understanding of something. I want to tell you tonight, God's understanding of that situation is above it. It's on top of it. It's better. It's superior. It's over the top. And how do we get that understanding? We pray. We get our inner man filled. We get the fullness of God in our hearts. And we ask him, Lord, give me me the understanding that passes all understanding. Give me the peace that will pass all this understanding. And in in Ephesians, that word passing, that word passing all knowledge means it goes further than; It goes beyond. So you have above and superior and you have it goes further and beyond. It passes like you're you're driving a car, you're running a race. If you pass me and you go further, I stop. Or if I'm hiking and I can't make it up the hill, that idea of passing me and going beyond is what Paul's saying here. And this love of Christ in you as you begin to pray as you begin to ask the Lord to fill your inner man, as you begin to ask the Lord to strengthen your heart and see through your success, see through your tribulations, that you ask him to, how, how can I, Lord, in my tribulation, Lord, in my success, what can I do to, to love and serve you? What can I do? I don't know what I can do. Here's Paul saying, if you get filled with the Lord, he'll give you knowledge to surpass that. He'll give you knowledge to understand what to do to go beyond that. And that's my encouragement for the church tonight. What's on your heart tonight? What are you hungry for in the Lord? What are you struggling with? What are you What are you happy with? What's on your heart? What, what What are you filled with? What's What's in your What's in your being that you have questions about or you're concerned about? Paul encouraged the church, and I'll encourage us tonight. Get strength in the inner man. Get filled with the fullness of God. And how do we do that? We're going to come and pray. Paul says, "I bowed my knees." He said, come before the Lord in all prayer and supplication. So that's what we're going to do now saints. We'll get to our cards shortly, but if something's on your heart, I really want to encourage you, come forward. Let's pray together, pray with one another, seek the Lord, ask the Lord to give him his peace and his knowledge and his understanding, which surpasses all human knowledge and understanding. Can we do that tonight? Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord some of our time and our hearts tonight in the name of Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you so much for this meeting tonight, Lord, and and meet the church in their need.